Welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast, and this is the podcast for people who graduated from college, they have top-of-the-shelf insurance, but they still use the earwax test to check for STDs. (laughs) And this is uh, Jaren, the Cognac Kid. And this is TJ. (laughs) Earwax dog, the earwax test. Yeah, (laughs) you you check earwax you use your earwax and you check for uh, stds it's, okay. it's tried and proven is it uh that sounds like a wives tale to me bro um so for people who don't know <laughs> so what is the earwax test the earwax test is basically you hook up with a, you take a girl you stick your thing in her and nine months later a baby pops out <laughs> straight out of boys in the yeah. hood but go for it <laughs> That's not the earwax test. That's not the earwax test. Uh, The earwax (laughs) test is um, you take a girl you um, plan on having sexual intercourse with. Okay. So uh, you want to be safe. So you forgot to pack condoms and but I mean it's kind of like she's ready and you know it's a go. So what do you do? You take your pinky. Yep. You poke it in your ear. Right. Rub it around. Get a little earwax on it. Okay. And you stick it up in her vajayjay. Okay. And if she jumps, she's got something. <laughs> yeah, she got earwax in her vajayjay, fool. No, she has an STD. <laughs> if she jumps, she okay. has an STD. And so if she don't jump. If she don't jump. Then she... She don't. Then she got. It's, it's, she it's she just got earwax in her vagina. It's, it's a green light. You can go ahead and go in and do your thing. So now, how are you supposed to go down on her now that you didn't got earwax in the front of the vagina? Um. Well, this might not be true, but facts don't matter. So it, <laughs> earwax is just like urine and it's sterile. So it's all okay. Good. Got you. I mean, what? So how clean? I mean, so, come so on, how, hold on, hold so, on, hold on. So talk about, so talk about, how, go ahead. No, you talking about, <laughs> well, how can you, how you supposed to go down on her? Dog, dudes are out here eating booty. You telling me they can't get some earwax? They, like, they own earwax? <laughs> well, it's, it's clean, it's, it's assumed that it's clean booty. Though. Amongst all that I stuff mean, that's in the, the stuff that they're going to be eating, like, your earwax, I mean, come on, man, that's got to be your least concern. All right. I mean, you should be guess, worried man. about like a like a cashew or something. Like, <laughs> that would be my. But priority. are people really putting the the tongue in? Like, or I don't know. I don't anyway. know. I've never done it, and okay. So I, I don't know how that works. I don't think you would go in there, though. I like, heard. <laughs> I heard. I heard a couple of different experiences. Different um, experiences. I heard that it tastes like uh, the back of your hand. Like looking in the okay. back of the hand, which, which oh, we and we talked about that slightly. Where we, or well, I, I just remember saying that I'd imagine a clean one is just like skin. So, I would imagine so that. that's 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 cool. That don't sound bad. But right. then I heard it sound. It tastes like like licking a battery, like like a, a or battery. or like copper or something. <laughs> <laughs> where you get that little zing feeling, yeah. like that feeling that wakes you up. Yeah, that's what earwax tastes like. I wouldn't know, but I mean, that's so what that's if, what earwax is like. That's what it is. I mean, even a battery isn't that bad, or like a copper isn't that bad. But no, no you never had the uh, the earwax. Uh, 
what is it? I think they were like Harry Potter jelly beans or whatever. Nah, nah. Yeah, dog. No, they 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 got them in all kinds of flavors, like like buttered popcorn and watermelon and and strawberry. No, I had jelly had bellies. Like, I never had like earwax jelly bellies. Who would do that? Yeah, that no. I'm saying they have like a Harry Potter version when Harry Potter was super popping, and one of the uh, flavors it was like a. I don't know why they would make it, but they had one that was like earwax, dude, and it was hmm. it gave you the same zing as what like a battery would or copper would. It gave you like this. I can't explain the feeling. Now you know what but I, it's I, like zing, like it wakes you up, dog. Now I have to admit, I've never seen Harry Potter before, and not not any of them. I've seen um, the uh, Lord of the Rings stuff, and I've seen the um, what's the one the. Uh, Hunger Games. I've seen. I've seen those movies. Right. I've, I've seen, seen the Hunger I've, Games. I've never seen Harry Potter, man. I, I've seen a piece of a Harry Potter movie. I've never finished one. The one I saw, he was like on a broomstick, and they was like playing soccer in the air. And I know Harry Potter fans are listening. Like, what are you talking about? But I just remember him playing soccer in the air. Do you think? I guess people who watch Harry Potter would probably be into this podcast. It's possible, dude. A lot of types of people watch Harry Potter, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got people who would listen to Biggie and Pac is watching Harry Potter every time it comes out, and they like straight riding for it, like <laughs> seriously. Like, what's the what's the school called? Uh, this is this is Hog Hogwarts Hogwarts game. It's Hogs Hogwarts Hogwarts. Dude, I don't even want to mess it. This is like we, Hogwarts we get the game messing up. Yeah, you can't be messing up this stuff, Harry Potter. Like, they're not equivalent to the Beehive, but they ride pretty hard. They ride pretty hard for the for the Potter. Yeah, they'll they'll show up to your doorstep. Right. <laughs> Seriously, man. And so, uh, yeah, man. So, all right, earwax test. Um, yeah, I don't have to try that since uh, I'm uh, married up, so I don't need to earwax test anything so i mean I'm good. you I'm never good know man you might have to do it every now and then just to just just to be sure yeah. just as like a little safety check yeah, because i mean you don't because <laughs> it's not like you gotta tell the person that you're with you just do it you just kind of you just do it like, you just keep putting earwax so how much earwax can you possibly have does it does that mean you're not sanitary you're not i don't clean think it takes think a you lot are? i'm like i don't think you have to have visible earwax on it but like if you take your your hand your finger and rub your ear right now like i did it earlier and you know, Duh, you wait. Have you have you done this test while you vouching for it? Yeah. Have you done the test? Of course I have. Why would not? Why would I? Why would I suggest doing an earwax test? And I've never done it before. I'm just checking. And did she jump? No. So technically, you don't know if it works. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, she didn't jump. Oh well, she didn't jump, and you. So that was clean. a negative test. Wait, wait, wait. I'm saying, but if if you keep getting negatives, that don't mean that the test is working. It could be that the test doesn't work. I didn't but get you've nothing. Been clean. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so boom. All right. So I would say that you could take that to the bank. So just do, <laughs> just do the earwax test. If you, I mean, Dog, if you, you don't got the money, you don't got the time to go to the clinic. Just do the earwax dude, test. And you then sound you, really, really lucky. That's and all. then you can you raw sound dog. Really lucky. You just sound really lucky. I sound educated to me. <laughs> that sounds like somebody who's done their research. 
I mean, uh, like, you know how they say, like, marijuana cures all these illnesses, and there's so many. Right. Um, gr- you could drink uses. green tea and juices. And yeah, and so that. many uses for it. Yeah. Earwax. It's the same thing. It's it's like I- earwax. It's like uh, nature's uh, STD test. It's nature's okay. clinic. Okay. It it protects your ears, and it also protects your your privates. Exactly. Okay. Boom. I think we just had a revelation right now, and uh, I'm glad does. you educated. I'm glad you, I'm glad you educated all of this. That's what that's man. what this show is about, man. It's sharing sharing knowledge with people, sharing information, saving you money, <laughs> saving you time, right. so you don't got to worry about getting pregnant or oh, this don't got nothing to do with being pregnant. But you don't got to worry about getting burned, and then you got to go to the uh, doctor, and they got to stick right. a Q-tip up you. Like you ain't got to worry about none of that. I don't think they got to do that anymore. I think you can just pee in a cup now. Can you? I think so. Dog, I had, <laughs> I had that Q-tip thing happen and I almost passed out. Like I, right. I, I Just the idea? I, no, I Q-tip. literally, they did it and I remember like it sounded <laughs> like somebody did like a clap and I just remembered waking up and I was sitting down. Like Yo, stuff went like everything went black. You literally passed out. I went everything went black and they was like giving me like suckers or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my ears popped and everything went black and I like I know I just passed out for just a half a second though. Duh, I, I think that's old school. I don't think they have to do that anymore. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I don't think they have to do that anymore. I think, like, the new school kids. But, see, that's the thing, though. They should, if they don't have to do it no more, they should keep doing it. Because that scares you straight. You you would definitely wear condoms properly yeah. if you knew that that's the test that you had to go through. Right. Definitely. Or, <laughs> but you ain't got to worry about none of that no more. We got the earwax test. Oh, because you got the earwax test. All right, man. Go ahead. You can live through that test. I'm I'm good on that. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you just need to do a little a checkup, you got it. Yep, it's I'm it. sure anybody can do it. Now this only oh, works. Speaking of, it's, any, it's only works for women, but so I don't know if women can do one yeah. for guys. But oh yeah, I don't know if that works. But speaking of anybody can do it, I tell you what anybody can do nowadays. They can go live as if it's a like it's a premiere event. <laughs> on Facebook oh. there's an option to do Facebook live as if you are presenting something to the world for the first time like they pop in and they got fans they can right. go live and people are supposed to care what they're doing yeah man so my problem with the Facebook live is that they automatically opt you in to the notifications of Facebook live and when you have a new thing it's always popping super hard. It's like Pokemon Go, man. Right. It was super popping when it came out. So Facebook Live is super popping. And everybody, a lot of people, not everybody, a lot of people are going live. Some are okay. Some we don't really care about. But people are going live. Most we don't really care about. Yeah. I've, I've seen a couple of good ones. Yeah. One of my good friends was on a radio show. And uh, he went live. Why he was on the radio show, which was pretty dope, because we got to see the inside of the show and see his facial expressions and all that stuff. See, and see how he interacted with the host. That was pretty cool. See, I, I have noticed that my notifications have been going crazy with live feeds, 
And so yep. I don't know what has changed, why so many more people have have discovered the Facebook Live stuff. Like, I don't know if they just started, you know, if they added Obama phones to be able to be on Facebook Live <laughs> or what's right. going on. But no, what happens is, no, that like it didn't, I know it's it didn't like launch out, out to everybody. Yeah, they, they yeah it didn't launch out to everybody at the same time. They rolled it out. So it was the iPhones so first. When you finally when you finally get to do it, I think it's I think it might be areas because. Uh, well, no, no, because I remember um, I remember there being people who couldn't do it who had like a droid like me and me and my guy brian who's been on the show brian was able to do it and i was able to do it but um one of our homegirls she wasn't able to do it and she had like a droid oh well no i i know that people were going live and i have an iphone but i wanted to do it while i was out out of town or i was out the country i was in mexico and uh Mm. i wanted to do it but i couldn't do it it's like oh man all right whatever so i just took a regular video yeah, but um, actually, I had a kind of a funny experience um, trolling somebody while they were doing their live feed. Okay. Um, just a, a couple of days ago, I think. So there's this guy, uh, Tyron Woodley. He went to a McClure High School in St. Louis, Missouri. And yep. um, he is now famous for being uh, the UFC welterweight champion of the world. Yep. Um, he's a, he's a MMA champion, and so um, he was on for the city. He was on Facebook the other day, live feeding, yep. and um, I jumped on there. And he said, "Whoever whoever has the next question, I'm going to shout him out on the Facebook on his live feed." And yep. so me, being the savage troll that I am, I'm like, "Okay, I got to take advantage of this. I'm going to troll him. I'm going to get him to read my question." And okay. so I came up. You know, I reached down into my my uh, troll bag, and I'm a skilled troll. I've been <laughs> I've been doing this since about '98, '99, trolling people right. since AOL dial Since AOL, huh? since, since cats a- was on AOL chat days. Since cats was on Prodigy and Netscape. <laughs> okay, I know Netscape. But I don't know Prodigy. But go I've, been, ahead. I've been trolling since then, and so um, I was like, "Hey, how come y'all could never beat Berkeley in football?" And I knew that was going to get him, right? And sure enough, it did. And he was like, well, first of all, we never played McClure in in, in football. Because we was in two different, uh, what do they call the school districts? Well, it was two different classes. Yeah, no. No, we was in the same school district. Well, I meant, um, what is it called? Like regions or whatever. Something about the classes, like Like two way. We were like a two way. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that, that just talked about the that was determined by the size of your school right so where we had like 380 people total and yep. all you know total in the school mcclure had like i don't know 12 1500 yeah. or something i remember like our freshman class we started off with like 121 in our freshman we started class. off with 120 what? no 119 it was 119 and, and we ended with like 66 66 is what we ended up graduating half with, the so. class but um so yeah it's terrible I, huh it's terrible <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, fifty percent from freshman to yeah, senior—that's yeah. terrible, bro. Yeah, but uh, so I, I said I said that to him, and he was like, "Man, we used to kill Berkeley all the time." <laughs> he just said it, you know. We never played them because he couldn't be bested, right? right? How you gonna tell the champion? How you gonna talk to the champ like that, man? So I, how you gonna talk to the champ like that? I, I did. I successfully trolled him. 
And um, problem is, he didn't even say my name. He said my question, but he gave the credit to the wrong person. So obviously, that's another thing that McClure, uh, Berkeley could beat McClure in, and that's reading. <laughs> hey, yo, literature. you know, that might have been a blessing, though, because he might have really felt some. He might try to come find that guy he called out. He could have been I coming look, to look for you. Come on. I'm not scared of him. I'm not scared to sue him. <laughs> God, lawyers on deck. That's so weak, dog. That's so weak. That's so weak. I'll sue him for his belt. <laughs> right. Right. I bet I bet they got some kind of clause where like you can't get sued for the belt or something. Like it's not your property Duh. or something like that. No, no, what they got is they got money set aside for people like you, dog. And they'll just pay yeah, me off and like I I would not settle for anything except the welterweight belt. <laughs> I don't want your money. I want the welterweight belt. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just give it up they'll just have another one made I'm sure they would even like be happy to right. do that he was like oh that's all you want alright take it and dude I would just like walk around everywhere with the welterweight belt like I would go dude to... no then you would get tested dog. <laughs> then you would get tested no you wouldn't that's you got good... that belt nobody would want to mess with you and like you could just like walk Look, into it's like, some <laughs> real hardcore UFC guys they'd be like I've never seen you I'll be like okay well go talk to Dana Go talk to Dana White <laughs> and you challenge me. No, I mean you get your yo, get your, your wins e- up. Yo, tell me your ears are intact. You ain't got that cauliflower ear either, dog. They don't believe you. They wouldn't no, believe you. Nobody can hang with me. Like that's never been an issue. <laughs> dog, if you don't have the puffy ears, you're not a real UFC fighter, man. Hey, you ain't been doing it long. Well, enough. I got the belt though, so I mean you figure it out. I, yeah, I would go. You stole I, would, the belt. I would go to the bank wearing the belt. I would I would go to like Quick Trip to go get my energy Duh, drink. You snitched to get the belt. You snitched. You went to the police and then you went to the to the courts and you sued for that belt. I won. No, I won no the belt. I won the, the <laughs> lawsuit, so therefore I won in court. the belt. It don't matter. Right. I, I won the belt I, in court. <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, I mean, it, maybe the court is shaped like an octagon, so technically I won it in an octagon. I guess, man. <laughs> If you say so, man. So, Dude, check it. Yeah. I was talking I was talking to my homeboy and he was just telling me about how he came up and my homeboy is an Asian guy, grew up in Orange County. Uh both his parents are college graduates. He and his sister went to college. They both have careers. They're doing well. Um after college though, they both moved back home, got their career started, saved money uh, while they was living with their parents. Uh, they waited on the housing market to get good. When it got good, they went out, took their money that they had saved. Their parents put some money with it, and they went out and got them a house. Now, this this situation appears to be the best scenario in life for an immediate family unit, right? The parents worked hard to be well off they put themselves in a good position and then they ensured that their kids were headed in a good direction until they ultimately fell into a good position as well right and i've heard of this story more than once in the asian culture okay um and i understand that that black culture is not a fair comparison because obviously there is a set of historical and social issues that had made it difficult and continue to make it difficult for black people to produce the same type of outcome for their families. But what I can say is in my experience with the people that I've interacted with, 
is uh, black folks don't seem to, and like I said, these are people I've interacted with, what I've seen in my experience, they don't seem to think about the future the same way to make sure that they're as well off as they can possibly be and making sure their kids as well off as they can possibly be to make sure that the family unit is in the best possible place for the future. I know we do the best that we can for our families in the in the environment that we live in at the time, but that future forethought just doesn't seem to be there as much. Right. What is your thought about that? Why do you think that is? I think black people tend to for what I'm not sure why it is, but they seem to want the uh, immediate shine. They want to be able to like I guess they just believe showing off like you know black people wearing jewels and doing stuff with the cars and nice clothes and whatever you know spending money on that stuff they or we like to show you know our affluence that's that's the right word right yeah Um, affluence affluence um, by basically wearing it we want people to be able to see it this is what makes us look like we have things Okay, and I don't know if it's some kind of weird thing from back in the day, where we had tattered clothes, and now we want to be able to show that you know we got stuff. Maybe it's from you and know that, having to wear your 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 big brother's shoe old shoes and old clothes and stuff, and now you want to be able to show that you got your own things. I don't know. I know, like on the beginning of uh, what's that? That fuck with me, you know I got it. They had Pimp C on the beginning, talking about right. you know why. Uh, the kids like wearing shiny jewels and things they used to be kings back in the day and right. you know, that's why we like wearing shiny chains and teeth because that's what we came from i don't know it's a lot of different reasons why people think it's that way for black people and and it does make sense that if you have a hard time attaining things when you finally do attain it you're happy you got it so you want people to know about it you want people to see it now, for like Asian people uh, or, or immigrants in that, in, in general, I know like Russell Simmons was like, you know, you need to work hard like an immigrant, and I guess that just means you know they come here, and you know they 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 tighten up the bootstraps and they go to work with at whatever it's supposed to be, like um, what was I watching? Uh, oh, Master of None with Aziz Ansari. And there was an episode where they were showing, like, his grandparents and, like, uh, his friend's grandparents. They were Asian, and they came over, and they started, like, their own restaurant, and the restaurant was bop- was popping. You know, they they came over, and they made wealth for themselves. Then they were able to send their kids to school, and the school, you know, the kids went to school. They were able to get good jobs themselves and move to a nice neighborhood, which, again means their kids can go to a nice school and it's just a cycle they start that cycle and i think that's kind of like the beginning of being able to uh gain prosperity for any culture i'm not sure why african americans don't seem to do that as well as immigrants do but okay um, maybe it's because like the immigrants they just never had anything from the beginning they came from this communist country so, I mean, they, I guess they just got that extra little boost, that uh, inspiration to work that much harder. You know what? And you made a good point about it being um, a cycle um, and the flip side of the cycle. So you were talking about the cycle of 
you know, being having prosperity once you work hard and you attain something and you, you're able to start a cycle. But the flip side of that is what we tend to have to deal with is the vicious cycle of poverty, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that, and again, I'm, I'm not trying to put my afro on and be Mr. Uh, Marcus Garvey or be the next Martin Luther King or anything. It was just something that I noticed from t- having that conversation with a friend of mine and just thinking about his upbringing versus the upbringing that I've seen, I've experienced, and the people that I'm friends with, what they've experienced. Um, it's it's a vicious cycle of poverty because even if you do tend to make it and get on, you have to you have to watch out for the bloodsuckers trying to pull you back down into it. You know what I mean? So you have a couple options. Either you have the family unit. So you, you can have the family unit that's good. I'm sure that there's a lot of black people. And you know what? And that's another thing, too. I don't want to make this about black people per se. I'm talking about people who think about the future and making sure that their entire family unit is good versus people who don't. Okay? And when there is the vicious cycle of poverty where there's nobody in the family who is able to attain that wealth and prosperity. It seems like um, that is first brought on because you didn't think about the future. You're not thinking about what's going to happen next. So you're a parent, you're taking care of your kids, you're doing the best that you can, and then your kids are trying to get on, but you're not able to sustain for yourself or you're not you're never able to get to a place for yourself and now there's a potential for you to drag the kids down and become a burden because you need their help or you're relying on them to pay your way or you've gotten older now and you don't have any insurance set aside or your house isn't paid off yet and things like that and now you don't you have to it. rely on your children you don't need insurance because you got the earwax test sorry i told you that <laughs> Dog, there's more than just STDs out there, dog. There's more than just STDs. You got you got pneumonia. You got the walking pneumonia. You got cancers walking around. You got the Zika now. I'm sure you can like use the earwax test. I'm, say, I'm sure you earwax can use earwax test ain't, No, man. The earwax test is ancient. The Zika is new. I'm pretty sure those mosquitoes have adapted to the earwax test, okay? Yeah. I'm sure they adapted. But anyway, um, it just becomes a vicious cycle because... You keep, you know, you're never able to get in a good place because the parents keep uh, relying on the children or pulling the children down or the children just get to a point where they don't do anything themselves. They don't get to a point where they can succeed and become um, prosperous themselves. So it's just it's, it's really vicious cycle. And then for the kids that who do get on, like, say you do make it out of the family, you're the first one to go to college. Then every or let's say you make it to the NBA, right? Or say you're a good singer and you and you make it singing or rapping or whatever you do, and now everybody's expecting you to pull them up, right? They're expecting you to take care of the entire family, and uh, it's difficult, man. Because if you don't do everything that the family says, then you're the one, you know. You're the one who's looked down upon or frowned upon or the black sheep of the family. Like, so, oh, he's too good. So, too I mean, good. what is what is helping them out until, like, is it actually giving them money or is it giving them a job? Because 
like I want I know like one of the one of my favorite things Fabulous ever said was that he was uh, from the hood, but he's also for the hood. Yeah, a lot of people are from the hood, but they're not for the hood. And so, yeah. what that to me what that meant was that you know he didn't mind reaching back, maybe employing people, or you know doing whatever he had to do to give back. So to me like i mean does it necessarily mean like they have to get money from you you know just for doing nothing like hey i'm trying to uh get this car account get twenty five hundred dollars out of you you know maybe those people be considered blood suckers but let's say if you got on to your job and they like hey man you know um i don't care what it is you know i will i will go and clean the bathrooms can you get me a job at where you work Right. That's not a blood right. sucker, is it? No, no, no. That's not. That's not because they're they're actually asking to earn the money. Right. But usually that's not the case though. And that's what's scary. And, and you know, I brought up like rappers and artists and people who make it really, really big and make crazy money. Maybe they have the money that's disposable or an athlete has the money that can be disposable to give everybody a little bit of something. But right. let's say you go to school, you get a college degree and you're making $80,000 a year, which sounds like a lot to the family because the best that they've made is $30,000, $40,000 a year. It sounds like a lot. But once people start saying, hey, I need this or I need you to give me this and you're not able to give it to them. Now you're the outcast of the family. And it makes it really, really difficult to be the one that actually made it. See, until you give until you give yourself away so much that now you're back where you started, or you know, see, it's 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 a conundrum. I never experienced that myself. Like it's probably mainly because I just don't seem like the type of person to come and ask for money from. Mm-hmm. Like. I think there's a certain type of person where people will will like feel comfortable asking you for for money. Yeah. And I know I have cousins who do that or whatever, you know, family members who might do that, but they never have come to me like that. And if they did, I'd probably shut them down and they never really came back to me. Right. So, I think it's in a way that you carry yourself, but see like on the street <laughs> like I feel like I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm not that special, but I feel like I'm always approached in front of the 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 gas station or whatever. Hey, excuse me. Maybe like, hey, big man, uh, uh, can I get a dollar? So they give me a nickname right. and then they ask me for a dollar. <laughs> right, and, and they give you a compliment. Yeah. They notice your gains in the gym. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, big brother, uh, you think I get a dollar? And I actually gave a dad a dollar recently when I was in Kansas City. He just took it. He was like, thanks. And he just walked off. I don't know if he, that's all he needed to get whatever he needed. <laughs> he was a dollar short. He was, a, he was just one dollar to, to, to be able to get on the bus or to be able to get his rap snacks or whatever he was trying to do. And he got it. And he was like, cool. And he went home. Damn. I had a situation where uh, I was in New Orleans for All-Star Weekend couple years back with some friends and i was walking the streets in new orleans and this guy had asked me for some money for food and we went to like i was just gonna i wanted to make sure he got the food so i was gonna go buy him some food because we were in front of a bunch of eateries but come to find out like we went to three different eateries and they were all closed and all i had was a 20 dollar bill on me 
So you gave him the twenty. I just gave him the twenty, dog. <laughs> I just gave the dude the twenty. I was like, here, man, here, you, here you go. And uh, so the next day, I'm walking back from somewhere because I didn't get a car or nothing. I was just walking. Um, I was walking back, and this other guy was like, man, I wish I just had $3 so I can get me a po' boy sandwich. And I felt bad, man, because I just gave the other dude $20 the night before. There was no way I was coming out of my pocket again, but he really looked like all he wanted was a sandwich. But I didn't have any, I didn't have $3 in change. All I had, I had, like, I think I had a 20 again. There was just no way I was doing that a second time. See, they probably was working together. It's like, hey, that guy over there. (laughs) Right. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, man. But uh, anyway, I was just thinking about that because last week we were talking about salaries. And I remember speaking uh, very, what is it, vehemently. I think I'm pronouncing that right. But I was very passionate about how... um, we should share what the what the salaries are amongst your peers so you can make sure that everyone's getting paid fairly. But what you shouldn't do, though, I want to make it clear, don't go parading around telling everybody how much you make. Because if you do that, there's going to be a lot of expectation and people going to expect things from you. And again, you're either going to be the black sheep for not giving everything away or you're going to give yourself away to the poorhouse. You know what? There's there's a, a saying I heard that describes this um, perfectly. And um, it's, it's uh, he said it was from Tax, Tax Stone from the Tax Season podcast. Yep. Uh, the Big Brother Tax Stone. God bless, beloved. Uh, he was like, don't sip champagne around beer sippers. Right. And basically That's true. It's just saying what you just said. You don't want to be showing, you know, you that you're doing well in front of people who aren't because, you know, in in the streets especially, well, I think it's anywhere. You know, they'll plot against you if they feel like they can. And right. they might or they might try to to mooch off of you or whatever the case may be. And don't think just cuz it's family that they won't plot. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. yeah don't think just because it's that's that's my family that's my mom that's my dad that's my uncle that's my brother you see it cousin. all the time around those lottery winners yeah you see it all the time you see it all the time around these athletes man people talk about how funny it is that this person made 40 million dollars in their career and they're broke it's a big game and it's funny but then you find out all of the failed invest uh, investment attempts that they had right and they were trusting in their cousin and they were trusting in their brother and their mom who just wanted her beauty salon. And those were all failed attempts until they ran out of money with bad investments. Yo, yo, TJ, was, um, I want to open this this barbershop, right? And on one side, it's a barbershop. On the other side, <laughs> we sell gluten-free cookies. Right. <laughs> No business plan, no idea who they who they uh, market is. I need forty thousand dollars <laughs> to get it started. I'm gonna get right. you back though. <laughs> no, I got you though. I got you. Yeah, man. Those are a lot of failed attempts, and you can and you can ask the the great lottery winners and those great athletes who wasted all that money on those family members trying to make sure that they were good, trying to take care of them. The blood suckers that you gotta wash shout out, out for, shout out, even your family. Shout out to all the athletes with uh, car washes. 
Right, exactly. Hey, man, that should be cl- like clockwork. Don't you want a clean car? <laughs> hey, I guess it's a bit. As soon as I get on, as soon as I get on, I'm getting me a laundromat and I'm getting a car wash. So first thing to do is get a car wash. Duh, I'm getting a laundromat too, because people got to wash their clothes. Let's <laughs> set it right in front of the hood. Right, right. And eat off. And, of uh, and so. No, 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 but I'm gonna hook it up though. I'm it's gonna be a clean one and it's gonna it's gonna have like free Wi Fi. Okay. So so people gonna wanna come to my laundromat because I got free Wi Fi. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People gonna be checking their Facebook at my spot. But they're gonna be watching clothes too. They're gonna be watching yeah. Netflix. It's gonna be it's gonna be proper. It's gonna be a proper laundromat, man. Sell so, them gluten free cookies, man. You're beautiful. <laughs> So watch out watch out for those blood suckers, man. And and families I mean families who haven't had the foresight of what their what their immediate family was gonna look like and putting themselves in a better position. So I'm not only talking to black folk, I'm just talking to all folk. Just make sure that you're doing the best thing for the family, for the future. So getting getting phones in your in your kids' name is not is not the right thing to do. Tearing up your credit and convincing your kids to co-sign for a car for you is not the right thing to do, man. That's that's not fair to them. And not taking care. That's another thing, dog. Older people stop caring and stop taking care of their bodies, which ultimately affects the kids, dog. Because now when you can't take care of yourself, now you have to come and stay with me, right? And if you don't have no insurance plan or no savings plan or whatever the case, not only are you living with me, you can't pay for your own because, you know, Social Security don't do much. You can't pay for your own uh, medicines. I have to spend time to take care of you. So now I'm giving the best years of my life and all my money to your cause. And now when it's time for me to be old. I gotta rely on my kids now because I don't have anything left. Well, and but, it's that vicious. It's the vicious poverty. But cycle, you know what they man. say? They say, well, you know, I took care of you when you were in diapers, so take care of me when I'm in diapers. And you know what? That sounds good, but I didn't ask to be here though. I didn't tell you to come. Look, you had your fun. And you made me. You brought me here. So what? So should they should take they care work? of your responsibility. Should their hard work go? I mean, like. They they were just trying to put food you know food in your mouth clothes in your back, you know yeah. they weren't necessarily able to become wealthy, but yep. they did their best to take care of you. Do they not right. deserve to be helped when they get old and decrepit um, because they've been break, breaking their damn back working in the steel mill every day for you? You know what? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is is do your best to take care of yourself for as long as you possibly can. And they did so. So wait, so smokers, if you know that smoking ultimately leads to some type of cancer or, or some type of unhealthy position, then you know what? Try to stop smoking. Don't make the joke in the comment, yeah, I'm going to be smoking till I die. I'm going to be smoking in hell. Yeah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a get it like this. And then when you got throat cancer, now you're talking about you can't take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that people need to do better or they should try to do better. So everybody can be happy and do the best that they can. So what about now, the, what about the guy who so, worked 30, 30 years on the construction site in yep. demolition and they got asbestos and they got cancer from that? Okay, is that, is you know that, is what? That cool. Can, I mean, that's a, it's 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 not it's not about being cool or not. It's not about being cool. It's about 
did you do your best to not be a burden to somebody else? Yeah, just I because in a, in a destroying buildings. Yeah. Okay. Then 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 fine. I, I get that. But I'm talking about people who aren't living to be healthy. So if you know you're overweight and you know you your cholesterol is through the roof and you know your blood pressure is through the roof, do what the doctor says and do your best to live a long life, a long healthy life. Don't keep eating and doing what you want to do saying, well, hey, man, I only got one life. I'm just going to live it. And I, whatever happens just happens. And then you happen to have a stroke and you can't take care of yourself. Now I'm stuck with that burden because you didn't live healthy. You didn't live right. And now I got to give the best years of my life away because of what you didn't do right. I don't think I know a lot of people who would take that approach. Like their parents get not, sick or whatever. And uh-huh. they'd be like, well, you knew you shouldn't have been eating all this, the, these cakes and stuff. And now your foot cut it's, off. So, no, <laughs> and, but that's what I'm saying. It's not about the approach, though. I'm not saying that that's what the approach is. I'm saying for the people and the parents who aren't doing their best to take care of themselves, then you're doing your kids a disservice and it's not fair. Because and, and you're enhancing the cycle of poverty when you do it. Yeah, because absolutely. now you know what I'm saying so all I'm saying is yeah. that we need to instead of just automatically assuming that well I took care of you now you have to take care of me no matter how I lived my life that's not the right thing to do it's not the fair thing to do and if you really love your children you really care about your children you really care about your family that you so called love so much you wouldn't live that a lifestyle that's going to quickly put you in a place of unhealth yeah but i also care about these patty pies and so right okay sure (laughs) that's fine well when you patty pied up and both of your feet get amputated don't be coming trying to live with me i tried to tell you you should have listened to the doctor and that's what i'm talking about and and i'm just speaking on people number one who's not going to the doctor at all because i hate doctors that whole statement stop it you're hurting yourself and you putting your, you're doing your kids a disservice. You need to go to the doctor and just stay healthy, man. Try to be healthy because you're going to become somebody else's burden. And nobody should be burdened with an adult um, because they didn't care enough to try to be healthy. That construction worker who got asbestos and he's having issues, all he was trying to do was his damn job. Now, if he wasn't wearing the proper PPE... Because I'm, I'm sure that there's protection against that now. Then, oh, yes, absolutely. he's doing the same thing. He's doing the same thing that uh, as the parent who's eating the patty pies and has high blood pressure and high cholesterol and all that. It's just not fair. Well, if he was, if he was doing it. the cycle of poverty. If, he was, if he's working there for 30 years, that means he started before the advent. Before of, the PPE, be, yeah. Before the advent before the of PPE. quality control and stuff, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just wanted to, especially after talking last week about how salaries should be open for people to see. I was basically speaking for at work only. Right. Don't go to your family blabbing out what your salary is because you will be expected to take care of everybody if you happen to be doing well. And 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 like I said, last note, I just want to tell the parents out there. If you have kids, don't just live off the expectation that my kids are going to take care of me because I took care of them because they didn't ask to be here. You had some fun one night and you had a kid 
and you took care of your responsibility. Congratulations. Everyone's glad that you did, and I'm sure your kids appreciate it. But they don't want to be burdened with a 48-year-old parent that has to live with them because both of their feet are amputated and they had a stroke because they didn't take care of their bodies. Because now, you know, you're expected to take care of that. And it makes it more difficult for you to live your life and you're digging to your money that you were probably putting aside for you to be uh, to have something to live on. And now you have to rely on your kids, possibly. And so stop the vicious cycle, man. Stop the cycle. Right. So meanwhile, did you have anything about that? No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Okay. I'm, I'm stopping the cycle. All right. Yeah. Stop the cycle, man. Take care of yourself. Put your kids in a better position so they can be better than you. Because your kids are supposed to be better than where you reached. Help them reach higher heights. So I hear there's some law changes in Missouri regarding gun laws. You heard about those? Uh, Yeah, this new um, carry conceal thing, right? Yep, yep. The new carry conceal uh, thing. Apparently it was voted on. And now <laughs> the the new rule will be um starting in january i think it starts january 1st right uh allegedly allegedly uh, lawful gun owners will be able to carry concealed firearms without the requirement of special training classes or a fee to carry concealed weapons or 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 to carry a concealed weapons permit that is yeah so basically starting in january you can carry allegedly. your you can lawfully carry your guns if if you are legal <laughs> you have your gun legally um you can carry them without a concealed carry weapons license and you won't have to pay any special fees to uh to do this or take any classes or anything right and you don't have to take any classes actually is... I, I keep i keep saying allegedly because i'm sure people like immediately yesterday started doing that started started carrying a gun Right, so, they started doing it a little early. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure they're not gonna wait until no January. So will the will the show me state become the shoot me state, as the New York Times wrote? So uh, I went to go get some more information about this. New York Times said the shoot me state, um, which is pretty crazy. Of course, so. New York would say that. <laughs> I mean, this is you talking about the city or the state that sent Plaxico Bur Burris to jail for what, like two years for shooting right. himself. The man, the gun laws are crazy. He tough shot himself, right? And, and the gun laws are he. The gun laws are crazy tough in New York. People know better than to carry guns in New York. So all you, all your favorite rappers from and New York talk about the carrying guns, carrying guns. I don't know. I don't know if you believe that stuff, man, because those gun laws are serious out there. I believe it. They just go to jail for a long time if they get caught. Right. They just they just go away for forever and a day. You know what? Uh, people people are pretty up in arms about it. I saw a few articles, and people really feel like this is going to change a lot of things. But one thing that does have to be noted is that people who carry will still have to follow the limitations of uh, the carrying concealed weapons restriction. Yeah. yeah, so you can't have it on the buses or metro links. You can't have it at voting polls or, or prisons or jails or courthouses or or um government buildings you definitely can't have it in any bars okay so you can't be drinking 
all crazy, get drunk, and they want to shoot everybody. Um, but owners can because I know if you're a business owner, you can carry a gun. And supposedly, right. if the owner or the manager says you can carry a gun in that bar, you can have it then. No schools or colleges unless a school official or a school district board says so or district school board says so. Um, no child care facilities unless the manager says it's cool. No casinos, amusement parks, or sports arenas, and no hospitals. So there are rules to carrying concealed weapons. Does this change safety at all in Missouri, in your opinion? Nope, because the bad people who were carrying his guns before they continue to still carry guns on their buses, the hospitals, amusement parks, bars, okay. um, and everywhere else. So, right. I mean, people think like, oh, wow, now people are going to be going up and shooting up everybody. I'm like, no, it's just it just makes it easier for law abiding citizens to be able to carry their gun when criminals were already doing it in the first place. Um, OK, I don't feel like. I don't know, man. I, I think I think it'll make things better. I think that'll make people think twice before running up on somebody, you know, at the Cardinals game or whatever. <laughs> so, so you agree that criminals already carry guns without their permit anyway, right? Absolutely. Would you say that this makes the law-abiding citizens feel safer? Knowing uh, that yeah. they don't have to take training classes and jump through hoops and pay a bunch of fees to get a license. Um, they can just carry their gun that they've had at home anyway. Does I it think it makes make you feel safer. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the uh, not having some type of safety course. OK. Um, or a course to let them know when it's OK to engage. Yep. Um, the rules of engagement, if you will. OK. Um, I think that is necessary because there will be scared people um, who just, you know, will pull out the blicky and, 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 and shoot. Right. They're going to they pull the burner out of their out of their back pocket. Yeah. And just, just start shooting all crazy. Just just because uh, little Maurice was walking up, you know, eating a candy bar and it looked like a gun. Because I don't so, think I think I think Missouri is is it what's it called the stand your ground I don't think they got yep. that. <coughs> uh, they, they do have that they do have they that do yeah they made changes to that too to the stand your ground law so question then um, well more of a statement this is definitely going to change the interaction people have with each other though don't you think because people be a lot more respectful <laughs> people will have gonna to be, be running more respectful they're not going to be running up. <laughs> yelling world star actually this might put world star out of business well it's, it's, at least in missouri because yeah because you ain't gonna be running up think you about to just go and punch somebody knock them out and that kind of stuff because more people are gonna be authorized to be carrying a gun yeah exactly you don't know who's carrying and who and who's not who's not carrying um man that the interaction with people is gonna be crazy now like what about that road rage stuff that goes on in the road on the road and you 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 mad somebody cut you off and then you're gonna follow them home or you're gonna follow them to the white castle that's close by you think you're gonna follow them man that's not happening no more you're gonna follow the wrong person and get lit up that makes the world a safer place it it does make except for the except unless the person that's doing the chasing is the gun owner right they jump out thinking they can go shoot you because you cut them off 
you know, on the on the exit ramp or whatever. That's true. And you know what? Another change is gonna make. It's gonna definitely change the dynamic uh, of how police interact with people, because now they can. They have well, not they can, but they have to view everybody as if they're carrying a gun. Technically, right? Right. right. They have to. They have to interact with people as if they're carrying a gun. And unfortunately, we've it'll make had them a more tense, of, right? It'll make them more tense, which it's already been a lot of injustice about the idea that policemen are tense in situations where people are unarmed. But if you leave the idea that people could be armed, I mean, that could potentially make this whole thing even worse because everybody that they're stepping to, they're treating them as if they're armed, you know? I think they are already supposed to be do that, though, right? Uh, Not to say treat yeah. them, but they should be approaching cars with the expectation of anything. With the can expectation, happen. that's true. But it's different now because the idea before is okay. I'm walking up to this car. Oh, I see that he's this type of person, so I think I can ease up here. But now anybody can be carrying. Anybody over 21 can be carrying. So I think that's okay, man. I mean. Now people can go and do their Pokemon Go in peace. You know, they won't have to worry about that. You know, about getting robbed because you're trying to find a Pikachu or a Gucci Mane or whatever they call it. You right. don't have to worry about any of that anymore. <laughs> um, you can go and get your car washed at night and not have to worry about getting ran up on. You can go well, and get them. You know what? That's that sounds good. That sounds good. But you got to know how to use a gun too if you're carrying it. Like you can't have your gun and your trunk all locked up and thinking that oh man I can go around now because I have a gun with me. You put that Smith I mean, and Wesson 38 special in your pocket and it don't have no safety. You just pull it out and shoot. Yeah, um, that's how you do it. Sounds good until you shoot yourself. It's got that and heavy speak, trigger, man. I already told and, you that. And, and speaking of speaking of shooting yourself, in before this even happened with Missouri, I kind of wanted to talk about gun safety anyway. And not that I'm some guy who don't believe that people should have the right to carry guns because it's a constitutional right, right? It is. Um, but being that it's Allegedly. a constitutional... <laughs> that's not alleged. Being that it's a constitutional right to be able to carry a gun, I feel like that means guns can be anywhere. And if that's the case... I think that the problem with gun control is that and, and all the gun accidents that happen is because it's not being taught in the right places. You're leaving it to be taught at home. That's if you want your kid to know about it. But what if you don't own a gun? What if you don't know how to handle a gun? What if you don't know the safety rules for a gun? I think that should be taught in school, man. I think that each American should be taught at least the safety rules in school i think i think schools uh, some schools kind of do something like that they might have like a cop come in and kind of explain you know what happens if you find a gun in the house (coughs) and then the cop will uh shoot themselves in the leg in front of our entire class you see that video (laughs) i saw that video it was like that's like (laughs) one of the first like viral videos ever Done, and it was hilarious too. Yeah, he's like, now this is a Glock. Now all the rappers talk about it. You fifty cent. cent. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm the only one I know of in this room who's 
certified to be able to handle this gun. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And and what's so bad. funny is he got bad trying to sue the internet for uh shooting itself after that. Right, right, he did. But hold on, that wasn't the end though. He had other guns there too. Oh, yeah, and so yeah, he yeah. tried to keep going and they were like, No, put he's it like, away. This, he's like, Now this is a Mac ten. He's like, No. <laughs> put it away. He tried put to continue. Dude, he was shot. He was As hit. He was bleeding out. Like his his what's the big artery in your leg? Or he got hit. <laughs> Duh. Whatever it is, he's he's a rider. He's a soldier. He took a hit, and he was about to keep teaching. He was going to keep doing his job. Bad. But, yeah, in school, man, they should be teaching at least the four safety rules. Treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Never point a weapon at anything you do not intend to shoot. Keep your finger straight on off the trigger until you intend to fire. And keep your weapon on safe until you intend to fire. That got embedded in my head in the military. And it holds true today. As long as you follow those rules, you will not have an accidental shooting because you're only pointing at things you intend to shoot. And so maybe only, can they can they just like do like a handout like when you get your bio gun? Uh, they or can like, do a handout. Or I'm have like the about, guy or have like the guy authorized like he he says like he basically reads you your rights or he reads you your four your four laws or your nah, four rules. Man. I mean, and then he sends you on your way. I mean, See, that's too late. That's too late. If they're going to teach you that Valentine's Day is a damn holiday to kindergartners, they need to be teaching the safety rules to people in school, like before you're a grown person buying a gun. They should be they should be treating it like spelling words. You should be learning this stuff. I'm sure some schools it do that. Be, I, I, I haven't seen it. If they do, kudos to them. But you hear all these stories about kids having these accidents and the reason i wanted to talk about it because it was like this 16 year old guy who shot like a 10 year old kid um and supposedly it was an accident and it's like man how are you having those kind of accidents why do you have why are you handling the gun if you don't know the rules <coughs> if the safety rules were taught at a younger age to children what and and they were taught to learn it they will handle guns better in those situations. Why Especially, isn't the gun put away? I mean, it's one thing for the kid to find it, but why is the gun kept in a condition where it could just be picked up and shot? You know what? That's a question too. So that, that, is, that's more of a, that's an educational thing too. Like you can't just educate kids. Like kids got to take the responsibility for shooting themselves. Like it's got to exactly. be, it's got to be the I'm saying, but those kids, owner those kids, those kids would eventually become adults and i think the the importance of safety would be drilled in a lot better if it was an started adult, early an adult ain't playing around with the gun i mean if an adult is playing around with a gun and shooting a little kid i mean well they they got you know their jail time coming yeah but what i'm saying is is that it's and it's not just the safety rules to learn it's just gun safety in general gun safety should be taught at an earlier age I so, mean, all adults know that they got to buy their girlfriend something for Valentine's Day. And that's because in kindergarten, you're bringing Valentine's Day cards. It's drilled into your head every, every year of your life So as soon as you're able to talk. So here's what I do with my son. My son owns a BB gun, just mm. like I did. And nobody really taught me safety measures like I did with him. So for, for, for starters, we always have eye protection on when using it 
and um, I have him shoot it, you know, and hold it. Not like he's a savage, but like a real person would. And I treat it. I, t- I tell him the safety rules just like um, you would with a with a regular gun. So yep. don't you know point it towards the ground when you're walking around. You know, keep your finger off the trigger, and don't put your finger on it unless you're ready to shoot it. Right. And, yeah. You know, treat it as if it's always loaded. Don't point that gun at me. You know, and like, you know, let them know. Even though it's just a BB gun, like, hey, don't leave right. that gun. No around. flagging. Stop. Stop flagging people with yeah. it. You're right. Because you can accidentally hit somebody. Yeah. And, I so, mean, you brought I mean, up... So that's that's why I educated him. You know, it wasn't an official class because I know, like you said, the school didn't do it. So it's my responsibility to teach him, you know, gun safety. And I ta- taught him with a BB gun. Right. And that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and, and I think the thing that's being missed is that people say, well, I don't need to teach my kid because... I don't have any guns in the house, but if you're letting your kids go to family members' houses, cousins' houses, uh, uncles' houses, friends' houses, you have no idea what they have going on in that house. Somebody got one. Somebody's got a gun, and somebody's leaving their gun unprotected. And you're right. The adult should have uh, more responsibility to ensure that their gun is in in a state that people can't hurt themselves, but kids are curious kids think they know what they're doing kids see what their parents are doing they want to mimic it and all it takes is oh look at this pow pow i don't have the magazine in or the clip they will call it the clip i don't have the clip in and they pull the trigger and next thing you know you know your kid's got a hole in his chest because he let somebody point a gun at him and he didn't check him for it you know most guns take a lot of effort to sh- to fire though. Like so, if you're just leaving it in the condition to where it could just be picked up and shot, shame on you. But uh, shame on you. Yes, yes and no. Because if you have you it got for the home round security, chamber? I'm saying if you if you have it for home security, you don't have time to do a whole lot to it. Are you supposed you, to have a round chamber for home security? I don't I don't know. Uh, it's not about what you're supposed to have. You really should only have a round chamber for imminent danger. Uh, so I don't know what kind of neighborhood people are living in that they have a round chamber, but, um, if they feel like they want it for home security and they want to have their, they want to have their gun in an accessible place. Okay. I mean that it's, that's doable, but you do leave yourself open and it doesn't make sense to do that if you have kids, especially small kids. But we got educated on that, like together, right? Like about home security and all you, what you need to do. Right. You remember when when we went to go get my uh my little Mossberg? Right, right. And the guy was like, When they hear this <laughs> That's a national signal. <laughs> he, got, he got like real serious. He's like, when they hear this noise, they know what's coming to them. <laughs> they know what time it is. Right, <laughs> and he racked the gun. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of dope the way he did it. But you could tell he did it like a hundred times. Right, you, you can tell that's his go-to line every time. <laughs> when they hear this, that's a national signal. Yeah. They know it's coming to him. But, but why were we so impressed though? <laughs> I think it was because the timing and what he said and his yeah. voice when he said it. He sounded like Batman, dog. Like yeah. it, was, he, it was the really low, scratchy voice. And he paused for like for like dramatic. He did for the, the effect. Pause. Yeah. yeah, he did it for the effect. 
But um, yeah, you should definitely make sure, especially if you have small children, that your gun is put away <laughs> in a safe part of the house that they can't get to, and you have your gun locks and all that good stuff. But there are some people who don't rock like that, and you just need to make sure as a parent that your kids understand the gun safety rules. I know my son, well, my oldest, he's very aware of it, and he knows not to ever let anybody play with a gun around him or point a gun at him, and he knows to treat it as if it were loaded, and uh, he knows that they're not a toy. So if everybody, if everybody trained their kids that way, then we would have a lot less accidents out there, man. Right. And we'll have more responsible adults for when they actually do get their guns and they don't have to get a carry concealed weapons license and they don't have to take a course. Overall, so. man, my feeling is it's a good thing. Um, you just saying that because you don't want to pay that hundred dollars for that. I'm going to say, man, to be, to be honest, <laughs> like I've been I've been putting it off for a long time. <laughs> and finally, here it goes. It's kind of yep. like my car. Like, with my car, I was, like, hating that I had to get admissions. And then, finally, they was like, okay, these cars are exempt. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. I ain't got to get these admissions no more. Right. And I think they changed <laughs> it. I heard they changed it to where you ain't got to get admissions for, uh, like, after five years. Like, they just they just shut that whole thing down. So, shout out to Missouri. Missouri is, hey, I think Missouri's on the rise, personally. I know a lot of people may not like this gun thing, but... You don't know how important it is until you you need a gun to save you. That's true. Because mm-hmm. it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And, and like, and don't, and like, as far as like the, the old, the old woman that's going to be just afraid because she's walking down the alley and she shoots you. I, I don't know. I, I, I just never or rarely ever put myself in that kind of situation. So I guess I could be walking my dog around the corner and I can get shot. Yep. Um, If that happens, I I really don't know how to explain that. I would try to walk across the street or something. I don't know, but... I mean, if I saw a woman walking, I would probably cross the street anyway just because I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable. Right. But I don't know, man. All right, yeah, shout out to Missouri, man, because in California, it's very difficult to get a carrying concealed weapons license. I remember when I got, so I had my carrying concealed weapons license when I was in uh, in North Carolina. And by the way, in North Carolina, it's super easy. They have, well, I don't know what it is now, but back in 2004, 2003, 4, 5, they had, they would have gun shows like every other month. You walk up there, you pay $5 to get a permit to buy a gun. You buy your gun, and then if you wanted to get uh, the carry concealed weapons license, you took an eight-hour class, which would only came out to be like three hours, and then you went to the local uh, psych ward and paid them to sign a paper that says that you've never been admitted to that psych ward, and then about six weeks later, you get uh, your permit, your carry concealed weapons license, so... See, that's still, that, was that still sounds like too much work. I'd rather just be able to just have the gun and walk out. And yeah, exactly. I mean, that that was considered super easy to go through all that. Right. Now, Missouri is making it much, much easier to do. So, say it's only, to them. They say it's only 10 states that's like that. Uh, like what? Like what Missouri just went to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know there was anybody else doing that. Yeah, it says 10. 
Sounds like a Texas would allow you to do some shit like definitely that. Definitely Texas would be. Uh, <laughs> like New Mexico, Arizona, somewhere I could definitely see it. Wyoming, Montana, you know, those right. flyover states would definitely uh, uh, allow you to just have a gun and no training or licensing or anything. Right. They just let you, they just let you do it. Yeah. California, on the other hand, like I said, I came to California thinking I was banking on the fact that I had been in the military. Nope. They don't care. By the way, in Missouri... Um, if you in the military you can get your you could have gotten your license at 18 you don't have to be 21 okay. but uh got to california thinking oh i was in the military nope they don't care they said that you need to tell us why you need a gun and it's like well that's a catch-22 because if i really had something going on to where i thought i needed a gun i gotta come in and tell you about it like what kind of excuse am i gonna come up with that allow you to give me a carry concealed weapons permit you kind of got to be like a, you got to be the owner of a business. Right. And then they'll let you ride. But outside of that, it's close to impossible to get one. So, mm-hmm. shout out to St. Louis for that. Anyway, that's all I got on that, man. You got anything else? So, we we good? No, I'm good, man. And any special shout outs that you want to give? Any any more gas station attendants you want to give a shout out to? Um, Starbucks maybe you got a Starbucks. Uh, what do they call them? Yeah, it's a barista. Uh, what barista, do they call the people? Batista. Uh, I don't know. The Starbucks people. I said Batista. I think I don't. I don't know. I don't Is know what it it's the Batista works in the barista? Is that real? I, I have no idea. Okay, I don't either. I but no anybody idea. you want to give a shout out to? Man, I'm trying to think. Oh, you I think guess, you think long, it, you think man. wrong. Can't be yeah. anybody then. I guess that's it, man. No, I don't All know. right. Well, uh, shout out, shout out, shout out to Brian for coming through. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> shout out to Brian, yeah, for coming through. Uh, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> you could be listening to anyone in the world right now. However, you listening to us, we appreciate that. I know you listen to the radio and. I know how you feel about the radio. You think it's boring. So do we. That's why we listen to podcasts like Ourself, The Corporate Streets, or we listen to other podcasts as well. But uh, you already know that the radio is repetitive. So find something else to do, man. Listen to something that's going to. I'm sorry. I know this is this is unprofessional of me. Uh, I got a birthday shout out. Shout out to Sarah. uh, Savage Sarah. Sarah Bear. Shout out to Sarah. Happy birthday. All right, go ahead. Dog, I just asked you. For I know, like man. Three I, I was minutes. I was looking. I Did was you looking have for somebody. a shout out? I, I you going to come up wait till I'm doing. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> the timing was terrible. I know, man. You got you got rolling on your thing, and I know I, I didn't want to do it at the end of the show because the music be dog. Are you good? Is that it? Ruins it? everything. I just didn't want to fuck up the show. Any more shout outs? No, that's Make sure it. you cut the music for that <clears throat> interruption too. It should be err, you should do the whole scratch thing. No. Nah, anyway, anything else? Uh Powercast. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> that's it. Um brain, your brain, very important. Very important too. You need to stimulate it. You need to tune into us. Allow us to stimulate your mind with this food for thought, these thought-provoking discussions that we have so grab your plate grab your fork grab your spoon come eat with us and we've talked about it before we're going to talk about it again the corporate streets production called the power cast you know what you may be corporate you may be street 
But regardless of your mentality, you want control of your life. You want that power. So we're giving you the tools that you need. We're reading the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And we read it. We ingest it. We give our interpretation of the book. And we talk about how we see it applied in life. So you need to go check for it because it's dope. It comes out every single Friday. We've already we've already dropped two episodes of it. We have the preface that's been dropped. We have Law 1 that's been dropped. Uh, Never Outshine the Master. And we have Law 2 coming up this Friday. So you need to go check it out. All right. And if you want to get at us, you can talk to us about this gun talk, about Facebook Live. You want to avoid the vicious cycle of poverty. You can email us at the, the streets at gmail.com. I was about to say the again. <laughs> the, the, you know how that works. You the corporate streets at gmail.com. No, it's the T H E, man. Yep. Corporate streets. That's S T R E E T Z at gmail.com. The corporate streets, D A. The corporate. No, that's no, not it's what not. It is. Now you screwing people up, man. The T H E. And if you need help, um, if you need help handling a situation, you can drop us a line. We are the advice connoisseurs. You need to go comment, rate, and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Tell us that we're doing a good job. Tell us that we're doing a sucky job. Tell everybody else what you think of the show by rating, okay? And we also have a Facebook page, The Corporate Streets Podcast. Don't forget the Twitter handle, at Corp Streets. And you know what you're listening to. This is the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who have their carrying concealed weapons license to tote their Glock 21 with the serial number scratched off because they have four bodies on it. Peace. <laughs> Stop laughing. I don't care that you leave in the damn club. Stop it. Right. Be careful out there, too. Be safe, though. Yep. Holla. Holla.